Hey, welcome to night school. Actually, just I'm, I'm going to turn the light off here. All right. Yeah, we're having a uh, a very gray couple of days here for August. It's been in the lower 70s. Welcome to the Weather Channel. Welcome to the Night School Weather Channel. Weather night. Night weather. It's a good last name, night weather. Or a bad superhero. Weather night. That'd be a cool kind of like, like a night, K-N-I-G-H-T, but a weather night. Whatever that would be, I don't know. It just sounds good. But the, yeah, the weather we're having tonight, we're having a storm, thunder and lightning and warm rain. Really great. We've had a great August. We've had some really nice warm days. But we've also had some rain and some gray days. And the storm tonight has just been wonderful. And it's one reason why I'm up late wanting to do a podcast. But I also have another reason. I have another reason why I'm sitting here in the dark on a stormy night, a stormy Friday. And I like the idea of doing this Friday 1 a.m. night school because you'd never actually have a class, a night school class, this late on a Friday night, unless you're in New York. In New York, we got classes on Friday night that late because cities have all that. Cities have everything. Why wouldn't you want to live in a big city? I feel like I've been become increasingly anti-urban as someone who's never really liked big cities very much never seen the draw of them i mean obviously there's a lot of stuff to do all of that and it's not that i've gone the opposite way it's not like i'm someone who wants to live in the middle of nature and be some you know ted kaczynski recluse you know at all i want to write manifestos but i don't want to do everything else that's associated with that i'm a very manifesto oriented person but not violent manifestos not trying to hurt anybody just manifestos for manifestos sake that's what i'm into uh, but if i were to write a manifesto it would be about you know the pros of living in just a medium sized town you know a middle sized town i live in a state capital but it's not that big you know you get a a nice cut of you know it's 2 minutes away from being in rural areas, you know, but yet it's got a little bit of a downtown that feels like a downtown. And it's not even this city in particular. It's just cities this size are kind of what I like. And I like small towns too, but just a, a nice medium-sized city, nature's nearby. I don't want anything going on. You know, I don't, I don't need to live in a place where there's ever any music playing locally. I don't need to live in a place where there's ever any events or anything to do. You know, I want to be near nature so I can go out in that. I want to be near like stores that have decent food. You know what I mean? But it's like I'm not somebody who needs to live in a place with, you know, nice restaurants or restaurants that are like some have some hip draw, you know, about them, and you know, don't really need to to be around any place any any place that like draws events in. I'm just not someone who needs that. But you know, it's close to nature, just you know, stuff to see, uh, you know, a decent quality of life. That's all I really I really look for. And I don't feel like cities provide that mentally. But this isn't supposed to be some anti city manifesto i just i'm just saying that i've gotten a little more and more anti-urban i feel like as time has gone on uh, and uh, that's not why i wanted to do this show though this isn't why i'm sitting here in a dark room with a screen glowing at me because it's funny because i turned the lights off because i wanted it to be kind of atmospheric with the lightning outside the rain and the thunder but then i just have this fucking screen glowing here like there's no way to make this atmospheric it doesn't look cool in that futuristic way that you'd see like panels on the wall of some movie growing up where there's like touching buttons and weird screens it doesn't look like that it's just some glowing screen with a wave form on it 
But it's cool. I mean, it's cool in its own right. I'm not dissing my equipment. I would never diss my equipment. I'm just saying it's not exactly the kind of atmosphere I was planning on. And speaking of things I wasn't planning on, the real reason I wanted to do a podcast tonight is because I was on a run in the woods near my house tonight. And there's a, a lake kind of off the trail, and you know I was running quite a bit, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to take a break and just go check out the lake. It's absolutely beautiful. And as I was walking down the trail to the lake, there's this little meadow that opens up, and there's a boulder that's sitting there. And I'd kind of heard a noise before I went down there, and it's pretty rare that you see someone down there, but you do. And as I'm walking down, like suddenly I look in, down into the clearing. I'm just on this slight little hill. The trail's kind of a little hill that comes out of the woods and goes down through the clearing before it gets to the lake. Hopefully I'm giving you a very, you know, descriptive visual of this. Hopefully you can see it. And I look down and I see this couple uh, having sex, doggy style on the boulder. Bet you weren't expecting that, uh, that crude turn of events in my story. Um, but yeah, there was this couple and they were like chubby and uh, they were having they they were doing it doggy style and I, I feel I feel weird saying that I feel like I feel like I don't <laughs> I, I don't feel confident saying it that way but I don't know how else to put it um, and uh, I just said oh shit I'm just a sweaty guy I'm just drenched in sweat and I'm just I come out of this clearing just planning on going down to the lake like I always do when I go there and I was just looking forward to that it's Friday night a nice gray pre-storm Friday night, and uh, they they hear me say, oh shit, and you know, I turned around right away, but as I was turning, you know, I could see that they, they became very sheepish, and they almost looked ashamed, and were like, you know, like trying to, you know, I, I guess put their clothes back on, they just kind of like turned, and I think like the, the it's important that I describe this, first of all, I, you, I really need to give the proper visual, where this couple, they were both, you know, fat, they were both chubby, you know, not like morbidly obese. I think the best way I could put it is they weren't, uh, they weren't like county fair fat. They were like Netflix fat. They were like Netflix couple fat, Netflix chubby. That's like an idea that I think it's like a couple who, you know, they might start out at different weights, but they spend so much time just sitting there like watching Netflix together and eating that they just end up with the exact same body type. And to make it even better, they were both in jean jackets, like dark denim jean jackets with like dark shirts underneath. And I, I promise you that I turned around right away. I didn't sit there and like analyze what they were wearing. But I mean, honestly, it's like kind of a, uh, I mean, it's a shocking event. Like, I've never come upon that before. I've never, and I've spent a lot of time in the woods, you know, random places. I've never come across a couple having sex, but they were in matching jean jackets, essentially, you know, and they both had no pants on, and she was bent over the boulder, or like on the boulder, I don't even know. And like, that's the thing that makes me really upset about all this, is that, like, I know that boulder. That boulder is a landmark in this little clearing, and I've sat on that boulder. I've used that boulder to, like, prop my phone up so that I could take pictures of myself in that clearing. You know what I mean? That boulder is special to me. And, uh, you know, they're doing that on it. And uh, they were in these matching tops, essentially. And, like, really the only difference between them is that he had short hair and a beard, and she had long hair. So they both had dark hair. But I was amazed that, like, they'd be doing that in public, and they, they seemed so, like, sheepish and ashamed and, like, oddly vulnerable. I guess, I mean, 
everybody's going to look vulnerable when they're in like a jean jacket with no pants, especially when there's two of them. And I don't get that at all, like the dressing exactly alike. And, you know, I'm not trying to be too mean here, but it's like if you have that kind of body type, like that weird, like millennial pudginess, like, like I, I mean, I think the best way I can put it is like Netflix fat, like Netflix couple fat. You know, it's like, like I was saying, that you start out different weights, but you start living that lifestyle and you just end up like mirror images of each other. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but it's like, I think the fact that it was just like, they, uh, I don't know, it was just something about that. Like it just made it especially weird. And then like the matching outfits, uh, where they, uh, I don't get that at all. Like, I really don't get that. Like this, is that a fetish? Like let's dress alike and not have our pants on, but we'll both be wearing denim jackets, uh, and someone will find us. Because I think that has to be part of it. I mean, the excitement or whatever of, you know, and I feel like this too is some sort of weird, like, cosmic return, some sort of maybe even a punishment, or just not a punishment. That's not, it's not really a, maybe, but like, it's more of just something for me to think about because in the last, in that Every Night to School Night episode, I went on a rant about how, you know, I don't really value promiscuity and all that. And so, of course, like, for the very first time in my, you know, very uh, long experience running and hiking and all that in the woods. Of course, like a week later, I come upon people fornicating. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was kind of amazed at how like sheepish they were. Oh yeah, like, but I was gonna say, I'm not trying to be too mean here, but it's like, I'd be pretty sheepish too if I were them. It's like, they didn't, neither of them looked like people that, you know, had a lot of confidence or whatever. Uh, they just, I don't know. I it's it seemed it seemed like if you're going to be doing that you should be very confident in yourself. You know, I would expect you not to like keep doing it if someone approaches, but I would expect you to at least like just kind of like hold yourself with some degree of dignity and confidence, but it's like they both seem just like ashamed, which is a weird dynamic for somebody who's going to be an exhibitionist. And that's what they are. They're exhibitionists. And I believe what they were doing was illegal. <laughs> I I do I I mean I'm I would hope so because I I've been thinking about it and that's like the the thing that bothers me the most about it it's not that I I really felt nothing at the time like I didn't feel any arousal which like who knows I mean I'm being very candid and honest here and um since I'd never encountered that before like I you know kind of thought like if I were to come upon a couple having sex in public, like, would that arouse me in some way? Like, to some people it might. I mean, people are peeping toms and shit, you know? There's, people are into all kinds of things. That seems like a pretty basic thing that could arouse a person. But I felt nothing. And uh, maybe it was like, I don't know what it was. Because it's not like if they were, like, Adonises, you know? It's not like if, it, if they were, like, a god and goddess that I would have really felt any different. Um but I think that the the Netflix body types definitely played a part in in just my general feeling on the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, like coming upon it, it was uh, it was just weird. And like you know, it was like a part of me was kind of hoping like when I was running the trail after that because I I avoided that area. It wasn't like what would have been really psychotic is if I just kept marching past them if I continued on. And I'm kind of pissed that I didn't in a way because like I wanted to go down to that lake and enjoy the beauty of the lake, but it's like I'm not going to continue down past this couple who are, like, putting their pants on while I'm just, like, completely red in the face and sweating from my run. It just, I'm not going to do that to them or me just so I can, like, pretend that I'm thinking about the lake when I'm really going to be thinking about what I just saw anyway. 
And like I was saying, like, like that's what I was getting at, is like, it's not even that I'm offended or disgusted or anything else, Uh, maybe a little bit disgusted, but like, it's not even any of that. It's more just that like, it sucks that I have to think about it now for the rest of the night. And like, and I have been thinking about it. I'm like, well, what if like you came upon somebody like there's a little beach town, a little ways out of here. That's really run down. It's like everybody who lives there is either like a dock worker or like homeless. And one time I was driving into that town and as I was driving into town, there was like one of the, the homeless, you know, guys, he was just this town drunk on the side of the road and he was pissing on the side of the road, but he had kind of like turned his body probably without even realizing it just so drunk. And he was actually facing the cars coming into town. And like, you know, it's weird, like seeing like urine come out of someone else's penis, you know, it's like a fucking, uh, (laughs) it's just a weird thing, you know, to like just come upon that. And, uh, so there've been like a couple times that I've seen that kind of thing, like, but it's just like never seen people doing this. And, but that made me think, like, it's like, well, like, you know, am I supposed to feel like it's somehow more acceptable because it was a couple versus, like, if I came upon just, like, like, what if I came upon a guy who wasn't, like, trying to, like, purposely expose himself but was just, like, naked or something, you know, because uh, I've heard people have experienced that around here, like, over, there's some trails around here that are known for, actually, there's, like, some guy who lives around there and apparently jogs naked, no joke. I've never encountered him. Uh, but, uh, I'd be pretty pissed if I did, you know, I honestly, I don't think you should be running at anybody naked in the modern day, you know, in, in the modern age. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think you should be moving with any momentum towards somebody, uh, at a fast pace, uh, you know, if you're completely naked in the woods and there are going to be people around, but it did make me think like, well, you know, would this be different? Like, cause if you came upon a guy who's naked in the woods, that's just like an immediate threat. It's like somebody throw that guy in a cell, you know, I was going to say throw him away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. We don't need to throw him away, but, um, throw that guy in a cell for the night or something, do something with that guy. Cause he's probably up to no good. Statistics tell us that if a guy is like, if we're just, let's go with this, let's go with the exact same outfit. Like if there was a guy in the woods, if I came up to that clearing and there was a man by himself in a jean jacket, with no pants, I, I would find that extremely threatening. Uh, you know, I, I would feel that something probably needed to be done about it. You know, something needed to be done about that guy because that the statistics would just tell us that guy's potentially a threat. So obviously a couple, they're just interested in each other and stuff, but it's still like, you know, I saw like, you know, I didn't see everything, but it's like I could see a lot of their, you know, their naked bodies, their lower half of their bodies. I mean, the jean jackets might even have been a little more disgusting than everything else. But it also made me think like, you know, is this, you know, it's like little they know, like the guy who walked upon them is going to do a podcast about it. But it also made me wonder, like in this new day and age, like these people were a little bit younger than me, uh, definitely at least a few years younger than me, in, probably in their 20s. But it made me think, like, maybe there's there's these advanced young people and, like, the fetishes, have, the fetishes have kind of mutated. And instead of just classic exhibition where it's like, what if, what if someone walks up on us? Isn't that hot? Wouldn't it be hot if we were, like, fucking on this boulder and someone came up on us? You know, it's like, uh, instead of that classic, you know, exhibitionism it's mutated into like, what if someone came upon us and then like they, they did a podcast about, about it later. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, it's like, wouldn't that be hot? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be both hot and cool? No. Um, 
But what if that was the fetish? Or if it was like even just something like, oh, what if someone came came up and you know saw us doing this and they posted about it on social media? Maybe that's like what these kids are into these days. Like it's not just being seen, but maybe the idea that it could somehow word could travel on social media. But I don't know. You know, I I, I don't I haven't seen that study yet. I haven't seen that study about uh, the direction that fetishes have taken. But, you know, fetishes do adapt to, you know, what's going on. Fetishes do adapt to technology, obviously. I mean, there was even that fetish that people, it made its rounds years ago. Guys like me were impressed by it. You know, there were fetish videos of women in high heels, clothed, like in probably like cocktail dresses, that kind of thing, in high heels, smashing phones. And this is before smartphones, but not not too much before. It wasn't like, I'm not talking about like big old 90s phones or anything, but there were uh, definitely videos of women taking like mid-era, whatever that refers to, I don't know exactly what years mid-era cell phone would refer to, but taking like mid-era cell phones and just like cracking and smashing the shit out of them with their heels. Uh, you know, that couldn't have existed in the Middle Ages. You know, what are you going to do? Like, you know, smash a carrier pigeon, uh, which is a really stupid fuck. Who am I, Jerry Seinfeld? You know, what kind of joke is that? Uh, oh, I, you know, you don't run out of gas in the Middle Ages. Your horse just gets uh, thirsty. I don't know. <laughs> Middle Ages jokes. I've never actually heard those. I've never heard Middle Ages jokes. That's probably a lot of what Monty Python is. But I've never actually seen any of it. I've never seen any Monty Python. Um, I should have said that to those that couple having sex. I should have just walked by and said, you know, I've never seen any Monty, Monty Python. You know, talking about me thinking about them, you know, my biggest problem with that whole situation is that now I can't stop thinking about it and not in some, like, going to save that one for the spank bank. You know, some crude shit like that. It's not like I'm, it's not like it, it's something that I think about, you know, fondly tonight. It's just on my brain because I'd never seen that before. Never seen that kind of exhibitionism in person before. Uh, and, and ultimately, I'm a pretty conservative person because that's a thing. Is like even when I used to smoke weed on trails, because they were in a spot that like a kid could have walked up on. Anybody could have walked up on. Somebody who's not as balanced as I am. Just It's a pretty main part. Like somebody who's back there on those trails, there's a strong chance that they're going to go down that lake trail because that's kind of the payoff of the whole thing is seeing the beautiful lake. You know, the trails are wonderful, but it's like going to the lake is just beautiful. And anybody who's back there is probably going to do it at some point if they, you know... Uh, if they have any reason to be back there. Um, uh, but, it, you know, it's kind of like with... Uh, uh, I don't know. It's like it's so they could. You know, it's not like I wandered off onto some very remote side trail or anything like that. This was a main part of the trail, and it was opened in a clearing, and they were on my boulder. They were on my boulder. Um, it, it, you know, it's and back when I used to smoke weed on trails and that kind of thing. I was never into doing it in a place where someone was going to walk up on me. And I would always try to do it in a place that was quite a bit off to the side to where if someone found me, it was almost their fault for finding me, that kind of thing. It's like, well, you know, you kind of wandered off here to this dead end, you know, deer trail. 
Uh, and I, you know, later on, like when I was older and stuff, you know, I had friends in college and stuff who would just light a joint and walk down the main part of a trail and just smoke it and pass by people. And, I, you know, I'd take a hit or whatever because of peer pressure, you know, whatever else. Uh, and because it's not that bad to do it or whatever. But I also didn't like it. You know, I didn't like smoking weed and just in, out in the open on trails or anything like that. So, you know, like I should have said, like, hey, guys, you know, I wouldn't have smoked weed right here. So you guys shouldn't be having sex right here. Uh, but really, like, it's just, to me, it's just not very conscientious. And you don't know who's going to walk up on you. And they traumatized me, clearly. Uh, they traumatized me. I was traumatized. But it's it's weird because, you know, it's like you don't think about seeing parts of people's bodies like that. You, know, you don't think about walking up on that and just being exposed to the lower half of someone's body. It's just not, it wasn't a planned part of my evening. But that whole idea of the fetish, I, I want to get back onto that, the idea of modern fetishes. I was mentioning how, like, you know, you wouldn't have had cell phone high heel stomping videos at previous times in history. So it wouldn't surprise me if these weird, kinky millennials and even younger ages are coming up with weird ways in which, like, their exhibitionism plays into, like, this weird form of voyeurism and... Uh, you know, online, panopticon, like you never really know who's live streaming you. You're uh, having sex on a boulder in the woods and you never know who's secretly live streaming you from the vape pen. <laughs> How come nobody talks about that? I have never heard anybody talk about that, about like your vape pen might be recording you. Everybody's worried about like putting tape over your laptop camera or your cell phone. Your cell phone camera is secretly recording you or like there's, it's bugged. Everything's bugged. Uh, but nobody talks about vape pens being bugged. Nobody talks about being surveyed, surveilled, however you say it. Nobody talks about vape pen surveillance. You know, somebody's made one though. It's like you hear about these... Uh, high-level FBI stings where they hide, uh, you know, a microphone and a wristwatch, which is even outdated. Like, if I were to see someone with a wrist, especially if, if I was a criminal and I were to interact with somebody who had a, a wristwatch on, I'd be like, you know, I know we're all into Rolexes and shit. I know we, we all got to spend our, our loot on something and watches seem like a good idea, but I just can't trust anybody who has a watch on, you know, because I know you don't need it in this day and age. Uh, unless you paid a lady to smash your smartphone with her high heel last night and you don't got one, uh, you should be able to tell the time on that. So what are you wearing a watch for unless you're a rat? Unless you got a, a wire in it. But a vape pen, uh, if the FBI hasn't used that, I hope they're listening. I hope they're listening to this right now. Because uh, a vape pen, nobody would think of it. I wouldn't think of it. You think of all the people who are vaping. They're just awkwardly vaping, and little you know, there's a bug in there, uh, a little uh, a recorder. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, vape pens may have made their way into fetishes, and vape pens have become this weird joke. Because that's the other thing is, you know, that age group, they're into this very detached form of humor, and I feel the same way. I feel like you know, I'm into detached humor too. Uh, but I don't know. I, I still feel like I always have to like come back to some kind of like moral ground. I feel like I always have to have some like moral stance on something, and that might just be me being a product of 
you know, when I grew up, because I think about a lot of the things that I consumed, a lot of the things that I watched, and a lot of things did feel the need to insert some kind of, you know, moral, there was always some kind of moral to the story, and then things got a little more, I don't know, there's definitely darker stuff, like I've talked about, the sort of Black Knight, the popularity of the Black Knight archetype, uh, which kids in, in my generation got through, like, The Crow or Spawn or all kinds of things, Batman to a lesser degree. And also, there's that in every other story, too. I mean, all kinds of stories, all kinds of formats of, you know, mediums had that Black Knight sort of character. And uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, but what, what's a Black Knight to do? You know, I never read a Spawn comic. I never, I never saw a Batman movie where he comes upon a, a couple having sex in the woods. What would he do? How come we never see people? Like, how do you deal with that? I'm sure that's in a million movies. I'm sure, you know, there's a million movies that depict, like, people busting in on people having sex. Like, that's like in every movie. I feel like every movie is just an excuse to have a scene where someone walks in on someone having sex, honestly. <laughs> Thinking about it. And uh, for years, you know, I, I've been surprised that this hasn't happened. You know, like, I've actually thought about this before with the amount of time that I've spent in the woods. And as much as you hear about this kind of stuff, I've just, I've, I'm surprised I've never come upon this before. Similarly to how, like, I'm surprised by how little I've heard sex happening, like walking down the street. You know, you're led to believe that sex is just going on all the time, all around you. You know, Jerry Springer, everybody, you know, it's like, it's just, it's, you're made to believe that that's the world we live in. And people, they have all kinds of stories and it's, it's what you hear almost all the time. And uh, I say this too, because like, not just with me having spent a lot of time in the woods, you think that just on a probability level with the amount that people allegedly have sex in the woods, you'd think I would have, this wouldn't be my first time or whatever. My first time I was, I was, I was a virgin to being traumatized. I was a prior to today. I was a virgin, but to being traumatized by exhibitionism in the woods, by millennial Netflix exhibitionism in the woods, social media, sex on a boulder in the woods, tainting my boulder. Um, uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you guys tainted my boulder. Tisk 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 tisk. That's what I'm really upset about. This is my, my bowl. I will never be able to look at that boulder the same. I'll certainly never prop my phone up on it. Oh yeah. But to get back to what I was saying, you know, I'm just surprised at how little I've even heard people having sex in my life, you know? Uh, cause I think too, today, this is the first time I've seen two people having sex in person that weren't me. And maybe I'm like privileged by not having seen that before. Maybe there's some people who they, they just all their whole life, they're just walking in on people, all that kind of things. But I don't think I've, one time I was like buying weed at college in like a dorm room and like someone started to go into the room to get the weed and I think like there was like a couple having sex in there but like it was just because the guy pulled the whole like Ooh, did not want to see that that like nerd voice or maybe it's like a Jim Carrey thing I don't know what that voice is but like when people go did not want to know that did not want to see that because the guy did that kind of thing but I, I didn't actually see that but yeah, I think today was the first time I've ever seen two people having sex that weren't me and, like, whoever I was having sex with in my life. You know what I mean? Like, this is the first time that, that's, that I've seen that. So that, that's weird. That's weird. 
but it's also just not hearing it. Like, you know, for years I would be out in the middle of the night walking through neighborhoods, all that shit. I would be walking to the bars, you know, to and fro all night. I would be out, you know, going to the grocery store in the middle of the night because going to the grocery store in the middle of the night is just like a wonderland. Uh, so I used to do that a lot more. And so I'd, I'd walk through suburban neighborhoods, you know, in the summer, windows are open. And I was just amazed that I never heard people, I never I never heard, you know, anything going on. And then one time, there was one time where I was on a walk and from like blocks away, I just hear these just loud moans. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like, And I think it had come at a time too where... Uh, I think I had just been talking to somebody about how I'd never heard that, and it was just surprising to me. You know, once again, just on a simple probability level with the way, like, with what you're led to believe, you know, about, you know, how much sex is going on around you. And maybe people are just really conscientious and discreet. Uh, Maybe that's it. But, like, with just how much it's made out to be, like, I was just amazed on a probability level as someone who was always going back and forth, especially on weekend nights. You know, weekend nights are, are when people get down. And just how little I, I I ever heard that never really, and then I did hear I heard that it was just it was so loud it was unbelievable, and it was coming from this house that was a few blocks away from where I lived at the time, and these two lesbians lived there like middle aged I would say like sports fan lesbians like they would they would have these displays on the front of their house like seasonal stuff they would like have holiday displays where they would put stuff up like decorations but it would also be and they would do one for pride like the gay pride month uh and then they but they would have like seahawks and like sports teams and you would always hear like a loud tv playing sports uh and they had an suv it was like this big red modern suv and the license plate said it was custom it said wifey or something like that you know along the lines of that I'm pretty sure it just said wifey, though. I mean, if you know somebody else who has the wifey license plate in Washington State, and it's not this woman, I'm not lying. It was something like that, you know. I know I know the person who has wifey. I know the person who has the wifey license plate, and they're not, a, you know, they don't drive a red SUV, so you're lying. Maybe it was wifey, too. I don't know. It said wifey, though. That's all I remember. Uh, but I the the moan was coming from their house, and I was just taken aback. And it, and it was just one moan. I mean, it's like your imagination can just figure out what was going on. Uh, but I was just I was amazed, and it's like, but it was just funny to me. That it's like the only time I ever heard anything like that was coming from their house, and I was very well aware of their house beforehand because, like I said, there was always like loud sports stuff, always decorations, the wifey fire truck i mean it might as well have been a fire it was like this big red suv it might as well have been a fire truck that said it had a wifey license plate which would be amazing i don't even know if fire trucks have actual license plate numbers or anything like that i've never looked i've never looked Uh, (laughs) i've never looked i've never looked to see if a fire truck even had a license plate it's like you look down and every fire truck just has the license plate wifey uh, but that was just that was the only time that I've heard that. And like one time, uh, my ex girlfriend and I lived in an apartment, and uh, there was this, this this like really like sexless seeming couple who lived above us. And like one time, we heard them, and it was weird because the only reason we heard is because it was like they had like almost like a cartoon sounding like you know uh, 
spring or whatever it was, like a creak, you know, like the loud, high-pitched, like, you know, the kind of cartoon, like, creaking bed, creaking sofa. It was that noise, and it was just so loud, just piercing down into our, our living room, and we were like, oh, my God, those people above us. Those like, it was just, I think it was particularly weird because they just seemed so sexless and, like, depressed and shut down. Uh, and then just hearing that, I was like, whoa, they're having sex up- upstairs. And my ex-girlfriend, who was like a very like sexually liberated person, she, like I swear to God, grabbed a broom, because it was really loud and annoying, and actually did like the classic like New York tenement, like hitting the ceiling with the broom. Like she actually did that. And I don't know if it, if it stopped or whatever, but it was... Like, at first I was like, don't do it. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was like, yeah, you know, this is perfect. Uh, and the fact that she was, like, very, like, whatever, you know, sex- sexually liberated just made it that much better that she's also, like, condemning their actions. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I guess if I was a very, if I was a sex-positive person, I would have just yelled at those people today and been like, get it, or whatever kids say today. Uh, but honestly, like at the, at the end of the day, it's like I feel like they shouldn't have been there. I feel like I shouldn't have been exposed to that. Not because, it, you know, it horribly offended me. I mean, it did traumatize me and everything. Uh, but, you know, I'm not horribly offended or disgusted. And uh, I just think they shouldn't have done it. And I guess it, it kicks in this weird... Uh, I don't know, it actually reminds me of something else, and this is a weird, I understand this is a weird episode among many weird episodes, but there was something I saw a couple weeks ago, I was on a a trail on the other side of town, and it was a pretty warm day, the trail's near a beach, not a lake like this one, but near a beach, uh, near, near Puget Sound, and... It, uh, I was on the trail, and I was running, and I came up, up behind two girls, and I, I, they were either older teenagers, or they could have been in their early 20s, uh, and, you know, one of them, this is kind of a theme here, there's a fashion theme here, but one of them was in kind of a big jacket, and it, like, just kind of covered, like, you know, near the top of her, her ass, and... But, like, the rest of her ass was just completely exposed. Just the one girl. Like, not both of them. And I don't know what was going on. Like, like what if she was wearing anything? I, I assume she was, like, you know, maybe some kind of, like, very skimpy bikini or something. But it was just kind of shocking to come around a corner and to see that. And it's, like, I'm not coming from this place of, like telling anybody what to do or how to dress or anything like that. But it was just, I guess I just live in a different world and and I've never really lived in a world where I come across these things. And I'm someone who, who's out in the world a lot. And it'd be different, I feel like, if I lived in like South Beach. If I were in Miami, like I feel like this stuff would just be expected. But it's weird to like, you know, because there's something just kind of different about, you know, Washington State. And I feel like I don't know, just some of these things just, I, I don't, I guess I don't expect them here. And I guess it makes me feel uh, somewhat, um, I don't know, it makes me feel out of touch. Like maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. Like some kind of exhibitionism or just that kind of thing. It's, you know, like I said, it's not in some, I mean, I will say I think that couple shouldn't have been doing that. I really don't think they should have been doing that. I mean, I think the fact that it was me who came upon them is probably a blessing. Because, you know, like I said, if a kid came up on that, you know, it's one thing, like, it's it's a, an education, I guess. Uh, but I think there's also just a lot of people, a lot of adults who would have handled it differently or just would have, I don't know, taken more offense or been more disgusted than I was. And I think a part of me, I think, is it's it's almost like, 
just why do it? You know, you know why? <laughs> why do it? No, it's just kind of like why? Why put yourself in that position for that little thrill? Because uh, it it does affect other people, and it gave me some material. It gave, it gave me some jokes, and it made me realize that uh, you know maybe these kids do have weird fetishes uh, that now involve vape pens and live streaming and all kinds of things. You know, maybe that's a part of the equation now. Maybe they were thinking, you know, if we if we sit here in, on this boulder and do this long enough, well, maybe we'll end up in somebody's Instagram story. And that's like being famous, right? That's like being famous. Uh, but no, it was, I, you know, it would have been an education for a child to, to walk up on that, but it was also an education for me. You know, I was exposed to exhibitionism for the first time ever, and I, I truly exposed... Uh, but it's also weird to think of it, too, in a natural way, where you think, like, oh, this is just what people used to do, I guess. Literally, this is what they used to do. They just go into the woods. They were in the woods already. Yeah, it was the way of things. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off base in thinking that there's some weird, like, that millennials and younger, whatever the younger generation is, Generation Z, uh, the Netflix bodies, you know, Everyone was making a big deal about dad bod, but I, I promise you, I'm going to get this going. I'm going to whip this into a storm. Netflix body. Netflix bod. Uh, a net body. Uh, a net, your net worth. I should start saying that to people, you know. Oh, I see you've been doing a lot of a binge watching on Netflix, but what's your net worth? Oh, Netflix? What about net worth? What about your... Uh, Nothing but net worth, baby. I don't play basketball because I don't need nothing but net. I need nothing but net worth. You need nothing but Netflix. I need nothing but net worth. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's what I—that's what I should have said to the couple. That's what I should have said to those exhibitionists. I should have said, "What's your net worth?" <laughs> See, I easily could have like made them. Think about me for the rest of the night if I had said something like that. Like, I'm all upset about think the fact that I have to think about them for the rest of my night. But, uh, you know, and not in some, like, repressed way. Like, oh, my God, I, you know, like, like I, I secretly, you know, I was secretly just so, uh, so into it. I just can't admit it to myself. No, but uh, in the same way that I have to think about them and, and would prefer not to. Uh, they, uh, if I had yelled something, that would have turned the tables. If I had been like, what's your net worth? They would have been thinking like, wasn't that really fucked up that that guy like yelled, what's your net worth? Like that was, that was so not sex positive of him. Do you want to watch another episode? Uh, you know, that's the punctuation, uh, in a, you know, for one, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, these people punctuate their their sentences with, you want to watch another episode? Not that there's anything wrong with watching another episode, but I do feel like binge-watching, and here we go, here's a real rant. Uh, binge-watching to me is directly, there's a direct correlation between binge-watching and binge-eating. Like, I know when I binge-watch, I get into that game where I'm like, well, at the start of every episode, I'm going to have a treat. But then you end up watching so many episodes that you just gorge yourself. And maybe this is just my problem. You know, maybe this is me. Maybe other people don't do this. 
But I do feel like when you're binging on, in the same way that like having a discipline will help you have discipline with something else that's not directly related, when you binge watch something like a show, uh, when you when you watch these Netflix shows over and over again, like episode after episode for hours in a single day, you're way more, along with just being sedentary, which I'm not even going to comment on, even though I just did, like the other thing you might very possibly be doing is like treating yourself, which is like gorging yourself. Because nobody says that when they say like treat yourself, like self-care, treat yourself. Uh, like they don't mean gorge yourself, at least I hope not, but I think sometimes you, people take it that way. It's like, well, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to watch 13 episodes and eat 13 meals. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it out. We're hitting now. It's 1.43. It's 1.43 on a Friday night. This is the only place you're going to find classrooms open this time of night. So, you know, if you don't like what I'm doing, you know, hey, you know, start your own night classes. Start your own Friday night, 1 a.m. night classes that are just a weird therapy confessional about being exposed to millennial voyeurism and exhibitionism and Netflix bodies tainting my boulder. No, but there's a part of me that feels a little bad, like I'm trashing this couple who's probably in love. Because honestly, they didn't look like they had just met casually. I mean, they were in the same fucking outfit, for one. Uh, which is, like, I want to go into that for just a second before I close out. Uh, that, like, kind of Tweedledee and Tweedledum effect. And I've seen gay couples do it. There was a kid I grew up with who had a, a gay uncle. And he and his partner would wear, like, the same outfit in different colors, almost like you see the way parents address their twins. And they were both bald guys, completely shaved heads and with glasses. And they both wore like, I don't know, they would wear like the same exact outfit, like monochrome or whatever, whatever it is where someone's wearing like a shirt and pants that are the same color. It would be like that. They would each have like the same color shirt and pants, but one would wear like blue and the other would wear green. And you see older couples do it, which I think is the, the coolest version of it is when you see an elderly couple dressed almost the same or they have some kind of matching sweater. And I don't really like it when it has some kind of like the I'm with stupid or whatever kind of beaten old tired joke that is. You know, I don't really like that kind of stuff. Uh, sometimes, you know, maybe a little bit. Sometimes like a, a wife will have a really good like, you know, like keeping that husband on a leash kind of like witty comment on a shirt or something but in general like if I'm if if it's a good like matching outfit you know nice cup a nice sweater that matches I feel like that's always fun especially if it's practical like you know you're at Disneyland and you see like an elderly couple and they're both in the same yellow sweater so they can spot each other it's like this way we won't get lost because we're in the same color sweater uh, but uh, maybe that's what this couple was doing. Maybe there was some functionality to it where it's like, we'll both wear our matching jean jackets. And uh, I don't know what where their pants were, but uh, we'll both wear our matching jean jackets so we don't get lost in the woods. But they did look like a couple. Like, I mean, they had to have been a couple. I don't feel like they just casually met. I don't feel like they met uh, on Tinder earlier today or anything like that. I'd be impressed. That would actually impress me if this was like some casual encounter. 
that would actually be the <laughs> the most impressive thing. But there's a part of me that feels bad, like I'm I'm trashing them, or like some couple expressing their love out in the great outdoors, as people have done for millions of years. I mean, there's a part of me that feels bad for. Uh, you know, criticizing them or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like they exposed themselves to me, man. Like, you know, and and uh, that's not cool. <laughs> so it's like, I, on one hand, I feel bad for talking about them on my podcast and like, you know, making it seem like they were doing some like horrible, destructive act. If I've even made it sound that way. I don't know. It sounds dramatic. Uh, that what they were doing is actually creative. I mean, maybe they were conceiving a child. You know, for all I know, they were bringing life into this world. And who am I to cast a dark cloud over that child who very well could uh, be my boss someday? <laughs> they may have a child, and through some weird twist of fate, that kid could be my boss, and I'll just be the weird old guy. And, like, in the break room, they'll whisper about me, and they'll be like, I heard he did a podcast once. I heard he used to do one of those, remember those things that old people used to listen to? Those, uh, it kind of came around like, uh, you know, maybe it was around the time TV was around. It was called a podcast. I heard he used to do one of those, but uh, now he just writes manifestos and, you know, he's good at his job and doesn't cause problems. But little does, little does my future boss know that I was there and I, I said, oh shit, uh, you know, while they were being conceived. This land is mine God gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children can 